The, this morning, I, I, my message is called, Mary, Did You Know What's Inside of You? Um, obviously kind of based off of the song that we, uh, we just heard. And I, I love that song. It's one of my favorite Christmas songs. Um, one thing that that song does really, really well is highlight what Jesus did. That he raised the dead, that he gave sight to the blind, that he, he um, helped the crippled person to walk. That song does a great job at describing what Jesus did. However, I feel that that song also maybe falls a little short in describing who Jesus was. And that's kind of what I want to take the time this morning to do, to talk about who is Jesus, as the Bible tells us. So, hence the title of our our sermon this morning, Mary, did you actually know what was inside of you? Did you know who was inside of you? It's, it's, a, it's an amazing thought to ponder, for sure. Um, when we uh, look at Scripture, when we look at Matthew, Matthew 1, you can uh, feel free to read your Bible or you can follow um, up on the screen behind me. I love this passage. Matthew 1.18 Now this is how the birth of Jesus came about. His mother Mary was pledged in marriage to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and unwilling to disgrace her publicly, he resolved to divorce her quietly. But after he had pondered these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to embrace Mary as your wife. For the one conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. What is inside her is from the Holy Spirit. Keep that in the back of your mind for a moment. Um, When we turn to the sister passage of this one, in Luke 1, 31, Um, Now the angel is talking to Mary instead of Joseph. And this is how that conversation went, right? Behold, you will conceive and give birth to a son. You are to give him the name Jesus, because he will be great. He will be called Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How can this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you, so that the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary said. May it be done to me according to your word. And the angel left her. See, in both those passages, we we get this truth. That which was inside her was from the Holy Spirit. That it was God himself inside her, right? The Holy Spirit of God, the the eternal king of the universe, was now living inside the womb of a teenage girl that he had made. The angel tells Joseph that Jesus would be a sacrifice and that he would save his people from their sins. Then the angel tells Mary that Jesus is going to sit on the throne of his father David and rule forever. Now, 
I know that in the Joseph story, it didn't use the word sacrifice. However, if you're a first century Jew, or any Christian for that matter, you know the Bible. You know if something is going to have its sins forgiven, then there has to be blood shed. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. Which meant something had to die. Joseph is not a fool. He knows when, it, when the angel says Jesus is going to take away these people's sins, he understands the full weight of, I think, of what that meant in his context. That his stepson was going to die as a sacrifice. And yet Mary is told he's going to rule as king forever. Can, can you imagine the conversation on the way down to Bethlehem? He told you what? He told me that, this, but he said that I would, he would be on the throne for, like, it, I'm sure it made for a very interesting conversation on their way to Bethlehem, not to mention in the years that came. But I don't want to lose track of the main point. God himself was going to come to earth in flesh. He was going to be Emmanuel, God with us. God himself was once again going to be here on earth, dwelling amongst his people, walking with his people, talking with his people, eating with his people, that God was going to be here in flesh. We have not seen that kind of connection between man and God, that, those personal type of walkings with God since the early chapters of Genesis 1, 2, and 3 with, with Adam and Eve. So, let's go one step further now, shall we? Mary, do you know what's inside of you? Believer, do you know what's inside of you? The one who is inside of you. You see, because if you are in Christ, then the same one that was in her is in you. The same one that was in Mary is now in you. The Holy Spirit came upon her and became flesh and lived inside her for nine months and then was born. You, believer, can be born again and the Holy Spirit can come and live inside of you forever. Not just about a year. The Holy Spirit that went in her and did that miracle in a virgin's womb can also be inside of you and do that miracle in your heart. You see, because there is a greatness in you. There is a holiness in you. But it is not of you. Rather, it has been placed in you by Him. By His very presence dwelling in you. You see, that, that is the ultimate Christmas gift. It is the gift that keeps giving again and again every single day, every single hour. There are thousands upon thousands of men and women every day who bend the knee and say yes to Jesus Christ. They pass from death to life, from hell to heaven, from unrighteous to righteous, 
from unjustified to justified, from sinful to saint, every single day. It is the gift of God that gives again and again because they believe the good news of the gospel. They acknowledge Jesus Christ, born of a virgin, lived a sinless, perfect life, died on a cross, rose again on the third day, ascended to the right hand of God in glory. They believe in that truth, and that truth changes and transforms their lives again and again and again and again every single day. And that believer Something new comes inside of you. Christian, he comes and lives inside of you. You are born again. It is a new life that is in preparation for the eternal life that is to come forever in his presence. He will be in you, but you will also be before him. That is the ultimate Christmas gift. And we were unworthy of it. But he did it anyways. Mary was unworthy of it, but he did it anyways. To use Paul's words, just to kind of back up a little bit of what I'm saying, Paul says it this way, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Or as he says in 1 Corinthians 3, Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? In Romans 8, he unpacks it in a little bit more detail. He says, You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. In fact, the spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, Although this body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit that dwells in you. That same spirit that dwells in you is the same spirit that dwelt in him and dwelt in Mary. It's the same spirit that brought Christ back to life on the third day. It's the same spirit that puts new life in us. And one day it will be the same spirit that raises us from the dead too. So Mary, did you know who is inside of you? Believer, do you know who is inside of you? And if I think if I asked you all that question right now, I think most of you would say, yeah, God. Or yeah, Jesus. Yeah, the, the Holy Spirit. Pick your pick of the Trinity. All three, whatever. If I may be so bold, I think that might be a little shallow. I think that might be a little cliche. Yeah, Jesus lives inside me. Woo! Um, that's true. Theologically, that is true. But that's also a little shallow theology. It's so much deeper than that. It is so much richer than that. It is so much greater than that. And I don't know that just one word, God, is sufficient to really put it into your mind who is inside of you. So I'm going to let the entire Bible tell you Who is inside of you? I'm going to let every book of the Bible tell you who is inside of you.
believer. This is who is inside of you. In Genesis, he is the breath of life. In Exodus, he is the Passover lamb. In Leviticus, he is the mercy seat. In Numbers, he is the rock that gives water in the desert. In Deuteronomy, he is the promised inheritance. In Joshua, he is the commander of the Lord's army. In Judges, he is the true Nazarite. In Ruth, he is the kinsman redeemer. In Samuel, he is the stone of help, the Eliezer. In Kings, he is the promised son of David. In Chronicles, he is the dwelling place of God. In Ezra, he is the true and faithful scribe. In Nehemiah, he is the rebuilder of the broken. In Esther, he is the protector of God's people. In Job, he is the redeemer that lives. In Psalms, he is the Lord my shepherd, I shall not want. In Proverbs, he is wisdom's call. In Ecclesiastes, he is the meaning of life. In songs, he is the best among 10,000. In Isaiah, he is the suffering prince of peace. In Jeremiah, he is the restorer of Israel. In Lamentations, he is the cry for Israel. In Ezekiel, he is the watchman on the wall. In Daniel, he is the fourth man in the fire. In Hosea, he is the forgiving husband. In Joel, he is the judge over the nations. In Amos, he is the arm that carries. In Obadiah, he is the holiness of Zion. In Jonah, he is the true and great missionary. In Micah, he is the ruler who is to come from Bethlehem. In Nahum, he is our strength and our shield. In Habakkuk, he is the faith of the just. In Zephaniah, he is the plea for revival. In Haggai, he is the restorer of what was lost. What have you lost? In Zechariah, he is the capstone of grace. In Malachi, he is the one with healing in his wings. In Matthew, he is Emmanuel, God with us. In Mark, he is the ransom for many. In Luke, he is the Christ and the Son of God, the Son of Man. In John, he is the way, the truth, and the life. In Acts, he is the fire at Pentecost. In Romans, he is the true righteousness by faith. In Corinthians, he is God's perfect love. In Galatians, he is our freedom from sin. In Ephesians, he is our glorious inheritance. In Philippians, he is our example of humility. In Colossians, he is the image of the invisible God. In Thessalonica, Thessalonians, he is our coming king. In Timothy, he is the breath of scripture. In Titus, he is our great God and savior. In Philemon, he is the one who frees the slave. In Hebrews, he is the perfect priest in sacrifice. In James, he is our faith in action. In 1 Peter, he is the chief shepherd. In 2 Peter, he is the patient judge. In John, 1 John, he is the word of life. In 2 John, he is God in flesh. In 3 John, he is the great joy of believers. In Jude, he is our protector. And in Revelation... He is the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the Lamb of God, the Lion of Judah, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the firstborn from the dead, the faithful and true, the husband coming for his bride, and the one who makes all things new. 
Believer, brother, sister, do you know the one who is inside of you? Do you know what he paid, that he left the glory of heaven to be born in a barn, to live among sinful men for 33 years and died a death on a cross that he should not have died because there was no guilt in him until he was on that cross when he took our guilt and our sin. Because you're worth it. Not because you're worthy, but because you're worth it. This is who our God is. This is what's inside of us. This was what was inside of her. What should our response be to all that he is and all that he has done? What can we say to this? I think there's one answer, one answer that works best. And it's from the first person who had Christ inside her. And if I may steal her answer, I I think it's okay. Because if you remember, what did she say to the angel? I am the Lord's servant. May it be done to me according to your word. May that be our response as well. I am the Lord's servant. May whatever he wants be done to me according to his will. So believer, Christian, do you know who's inside of you? And if you do, what are you going to do next? That Mary had Christ inside her. We have Christ inside us. That is the ultimate Christmas gift.